It is Tuesday the 20th of December 2016 and this is episode 299 of Digital Outbox. Do not adjust your sets. Yes, we are here. It's still 2016, not 2017. Uh, I'm Chris, joined by Ian. Hello, Ian. Good evening, Christopher. We had a little flurry of news, and so we thought it would be nice to end the year on 299 so that we could start next year on 300. Oh, yeah. 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 I think that's fair enough. Yeah. And, you know, we just couldn't couldn't help ourselves, so here we are. It was basically the, the day after the podcast, it was like... Hold on, I've just added five things to show notes for next year. Yep, and they would have been irrelevant by the time next year came, so why not speak at your faces? But they're not irrelevant today, Chris, or else we wouldn't be talking about them. <laughs> they're, they're, you know, they're, on the grand scheme of things, they're probably pretty irrelevant, but you know, we'll still talk about them. Um, well, it's better than Trump. Why, not, why don't we start with uh, some Apple stuff? Um, mm. They fixed their mm. uh, battery estimates. Uh, I imagine by some really hard algorithms, yeah, so that they are now accurate. Because you'd think if something's inaccurate, you would work <laughs> on it. You would you would work the problem. I'm sure is what is what people would say. What the problem? Do the math, not math. Do the math, and <laughs> and you would get it right. Yes, and they did work the problem, and then decided they'd get rid of the problem. It was much easier to do that, so they just got rid of the estimation of how long your uh, battery will last. <laughs> Effectively. It's a hard, it's a hard calculation to make because it's you try to predict the future use of the laptop and that's almost impossible. So, um, but mine's, I'll be honest, mine's was never that off, and that, that is a bit that frustrates me the most about it. So if I look at my laptop, if it generally said you've got an hour to go, and it would be half an hour to go, it was kind of right, and I and I totally get you know if I fire up Final Cut, it's going to burn into that, so it's not going to be an hour, it's going to be ten minutes. But but yes, but people are not necessarily reasonable like that and i have to say things like uh running for me on my mac it's things like running chrome and then running a youtube video or a twitch video if chrome's running that video the, the battery is gone it's done so, but, but but it's just so so see if they thought it was inaccurate they should have removed it as part of sierra coming out what it shouldn't have been is people criticizing them for a really badly performing new macbook pro Mm. and then they went right here's the answer we're going to take that away because you can put a third party one back on but it doesn't solve the the problem because people are saying so iPads iPads and iPhones come out and they always say so iPads especially 10 hours and you do generally get 10 hours unless you absolutely Mm -hmm. hammer video and gaming and and obviously it's less Um, and they said it was I think it was a 7 or 8 hour battery or was it a 12 hour battery I can't remember what the MacBook Pro was and people were getting 5 and 6 a lot lot less than what they were what they were saying Mm. And seemingly the, the previous MacBook Pros, it wasn't that bad. Mm. Uh, mine, mine's probably not 10 hours. I'm almost certain of it. No, mine, <laughs> so, and, and my my old Air never got near that. It was always no. 4 or 5. And generally, it gets 4 or 5. And even though it's 4-year-old. Yeah, I imagine, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I imagine. But yeah, people get on the high horses. They solve the solution. They, they, they you know, tell people they're being silly and they get rid of it. They've still got percentage left. I think that's reasonable. Uh, I do as well. As long but you're as saying it's just the, the way they dealt with it. I just think it was like, here's a whole other bad press about our brand new laptop. Tell you what, we're going to take this away and that'll shut your hole. That's what it feels like. <laughs> I quite Doesn't, like that. I quite like I, that. I, I don't. 
I, it's safely said as part of Sierra. By the way, it's been inaccurate for years. We're taking us away. Mm. I would have had had an ounce more respect for them, but I just feel this is like this is a oh, yes. we don't like all this press. Get rid. Fair enough. All right. Um, in general, though, we have seen that that Apple have managed to sort of alienate some of their core users recently, and mostly by disregarding uh, the the main, you know iMac or even just any old desktop you know just effectively the desktop version of Mac has been neglected now for it's probably is it four years is it, when was the thin update Kate was that three years ago when was the what update the thin update you know where the edges went to the tapered thin on the edge of the iMac oh, I, I, oh. it's something like four years ago but yeah. since then I mean and even previous to that that was only a kind of slight remodeling of the same thing really so there's there's been very little progress in that world and and designers are just starting to click on to the fact as, as as am i really that the pc world has moved on massively in the intermediate time and actually the pc environment now is a fairly well, it's, it's very robust and, and actually it's quite an attractive thing to go back to especially with these new sort of surfaces and the kind of direction they're taking uh things like that little the dial tool and i know it hasn't necessarily absolutely nailed it but it's just the direction it's going in and at the end of the day designers software photoshop suite works anywhere so it's not like it's tied to the mac and people will move away and i think we're seeing that and we're starting to see the kind of backlash of you you know if you're going to offer an end-to-end solution you need an end-to-end solution you can't just say you've got to be in our ecosystem but we're now we're only going to do phones we don't really care about those desktop things anymore yeah, no, I agreed. So we touched on it at the last podcast, and mm. I said I'd ditch the routers and moved on to something better, even though there was a massive security hole in it. But, but um, the there was a, there was a piece today from Mark Gurman. So Mark Gurman used to write for Ninety Five Mac. He always used to get a lot of exclusives. He's moved to Bloomberg, and his piece today was how Apple lent Mac loyalist, and there was just some of it felt like a kind of almost like an opinion piece, but there was some tidbits, and they're not named sources. So, um, but. You know, I've bullied a couple. They say the Mac team has lost clout with the famed industrial design group led by Johnny Ive and the company's soft team, software team. And I think that's clear. And that's I think nobody would deny that over the last few years that's happened. Mm. Um, but we touched on it in the last one about the the, the, the battery. So and I'm just, I'll read this very quickly. Take the company's attempt to create a longer-lasting battery for MacBook Pro. Apple engineers wanted to use higher-capacity battery packs shaped to the inside of the laptop versus the standard square cells. Design would have boosted battery life, and then up to MacBook Pro's planned debut this year, the new battery failed a key test. Now, maybe this is a good thing they didn't do a Samsung. According to a person <laughs> familiar with the situation, <laughs> rather than delay the launch and risk missing the crucial holiday shopping season, Apple decided to revert to an older design. The change required rope when engineers from other teams finished the job, meaning work on other Mac's language, the person said. The new laptop didn't represent a game change in leaping battery performance, and a software bug misrepresented hours of power remaining. Apple has since removed the meter from the top right-hand corner of the screen. Mm. Uh, another little bit that I just was like wow, Apple reorganised its software engineering department so there's no longer a dedicated Mac operating system team It can, it, and it shows it, it does definitely show. shows um, it, for a 2016 MacBook update some Apple engineers wanted to add a touch ID fingerprint scanner and a second USB-C port the update instead included a new rose gold colour option Yes, alongside a standard speed increase and, that, and, that, and it just feels that it's totally unloved uh, and then it says more than a dozen engineers and managers working on my hardware have left for different Apple teams or other companies in the past year and a half. And like you say, seeing you see stories like this, and then you'd realise as you've 
done, you know, you look at some of the, the other products out there in the, in the Windows world, and yes, it's Windows, and some people just detest Windows for a number of reasons, but it ain't that bad. And some of the stuff that's happening in Mac, you can see it's almost starting to decay. You know, so yeah, even, definitely. Even there was the, the Apple script guy that was forced out the company, you know, and we covered that, I think, a couple of podcasts ago. Um, the latest update um, last week it broke some Apple script stuff. And, it, and and it's never been broken in years and years and years. And they're like, oh, this mm. just feels. And then so the article ended in a really kind of negative note. Mac fans shouldn't hold their breath for radical new designs in 2017. Instead, the company is preparing modest updates, USB-C ports, and a new advanced micro um, devices, ink graphics processor for the iMac, and minor bumps in processing power for the 12-inch MacBook and MacBook Pro. Yeah, just mm. you know, more of the same, isn't it? It's more bumps. Yep. And I did than... see Ellen article how the are engineers are looking at incorporating that touch bar and some sort of keyboard for desktops, but it all feels, you know, small, small incremental steps. The yeah, software I... quality's not there either. It's... Yeah, I, I think it's always been incremental steps, other than those once in a blue moon revolutions. That's fine. We just haven't had one in a while. I think that's probably what people are craving. Anyway, it, you know. It's not it's not the most rosy outlooks at the moment, yet they're still an incredibly profitable company and as only sort of ten, fifteen percent of their earnings come from the desktop arena, they're not you know, they get seventy five percent from the phones and, and really they're still kicking it. They still even though analysts and all that are kind of saying it's stagnating, it's still an awful lot of cash. It's a massive cash cow every yes. time they release a new phone and all the associated. So, you know, they're not struggling. It's just the direction, isn't it? And just seeing how the tides and ebbs and flows of, of what goes on in the tech arena. It's quite interesting. Um, AirPods have come out in the UK now and you can buy them for one. Well, you could buy them anyway, but 159, they've actually been released now. You I bought have some. Yes. So I can't remember if it was last, last Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. But they kind of said they're now, they're now up for sale. And I saw lots, of, and I'd come home from work. So it must have been, must have been Wednesday. And and there was lots of people saying, oh, it's already at four weeks shipping. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just, I'll, I'll put them up next year. And I checked the UK site and it was still saying delivered Monday. So I was like, oh, well, done. Mm-hmm. Through they came. And, um, I, and and I guess away from the negativity of the last two, what a delightful little product. You know, just yeah. just really nicely designed. So, you, you Did you get the charge the, case as well? Uh, well, that, that's that's all part of the package because that's the only way oh, to charge okay. them. Right. Um, so you have your iPhone switched on, you take the case out of the box, um, if you open up the case near the iPhone, up pops the thing saying, do you want to pair? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, yeah. And then it says, Ian's earpods. You know, and, you're, and then via iCloud, it, it passes that pairing to all your other iDevices. Um, so again, just it's like, that was really nice. Um, little, there's little kind of magnetic holders that hold your earpods in. Um, you take them out and pop them in and they sounded good they're not the best earphones out there never have been far better ones um what about the the length of the little stalk because that looked really um, long to me yeah it's it it sticks out a little bit but um i'd 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 far prefer that than the cable constantly when i Mm. go for a walk or yes it does always catching and pulling and i know it's annoying it i've had none of that so um, and I've had no dropouts and the the so the the charge I can't remember how many hours that the charge lasts for and the, but but to charge the AirPods, um, you just pop them in the case and fifteen minutes in the case gives you another three hours on the AirPods. So they actually charge okay. relatively quickly. 
so it's only going to be really long walks and stuff that you are going to be a bit annoying um if you have to recharge but that's probably an exception rather than the rule I, and you you pop them in for 10 minutes and they're charged for the rest mm. of your walk unless you're walking five six seven hours yeah and then you should be talking not not listening to yourself. So. Um, yeah, okay. So, that, so a recommended really um, purchase. Well, if so so far, I'd like to use it for a, you know a week or two yeah. before because you like to get on the Siri stuff's a pain. So what what I do miss is, um, oh Siri's worked on the phone, of course, because I've said <laughs> it. Sorry, anybody listening, and it's just triggered your phone. The um, the the little. Um, on the control cable stuff that yeah. you could click and pause and change volume. And there's no equivalent of that. You you double tap to to so you can tap it once and it'll pause. Mm-hmm. You double tap to invoke Siri. Do you have uh, to tap uh, a particular one or is it just no either? Okay. And um, and you and then you can say things like you know turn it up, turn it down, next track. And there's mics on the. Uh, and it works. Okay. As a, so it can be used as a hands free. It works as, well. as it works as good as Siri works. Okay. But so what about you, the hands-free nature of it? Have you had a call with them yet? I have not, no. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I'll, I will do some more experimenting over the coming days. All right. Um, but taking them out, so if you take one out, just pause the music, put one in, resumes. Ah, you know, clever. So you, yeah, Very you know, nice so, touch. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's that's, little things like that, which still shows they've got, they've got a spark there. So that's what I meant by delightful. Mm. Even the little case, the way it's designed, you know, just the way the top flip's opened. It's, oh, it's lovely. Okay, lovely, so, lovely little thing. So someone's paid attention to that <laughs> and left the desktop well alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who cares about desktops? Let's, let's go and make these airpods. They're going to make more out of desktop than they will out of airpods. There we go. Okay. Do you think? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. don't know. Prime Air drone delivery from Amazon. It's wow. a thing. It's it a, thing a thing in the UK. Yeah. But only if you're one of two people. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 they're doing it yeah, yeah they're doing it so this this thing that when we first heard it it was like you you especially were like this never happened uh, uh, rubbish. Uh, uh, there you go they're doing it what do i know chris so they've basically got a beta of two people um <laughs> and it is delivering items to them yeah so wow. there's a video that um shows you um a, a guy ordering a bag of popcorn and a fire tv and it took 13 minutes to arrive okay Amazing, and it and it looks like they've got. A, it looks like you've got a little, um, a little landing pad you need to put out, and that's yeah. how it detects where you are. So yeah, you put your little pad on the floor, and and then it lands on it. Um, yeah, wow, the future's here, and maybe one day we'll see that that kind of futuristic vista of just loads of drones all just moving around. And and so this is um, it can carry up to five pounds, which is a fair old weight. Yeah. Um, uh, the um, the first first delivery was December seventh, um, and it's in the UK. It's around Cambridge. They've not revealed too much about. Mm-hmm. I, I guess somebody could probably. No, go yeah, they don't want people to live, going to spot it. Yeah. Um, but they, what it. they want to do is move from two to ten people, and then from ten to hundred. And there's no indication about timescales, but they just want to grow it. And um, yeah, be interesting to see. Yeah. I, I wonder if they'll report failures. Cause that would be the bit that I, I was most interested. It's like so. It's great if it works every time, but what happens about the oh, it scalped that you know scalped the post or it 
Mm. It ran out of juice or it did something crazy in the AI just to because it's all doing it autonomously. It's not yeah, something and, and failed deliveries as far as people nicking it or whatever. Just anything like that. Okay. Um. Yeah, it will be interesting to see, but like you know, no one thought it would get this far, and it has. So there you go. Um, I'd lo- I'd also love to see things like have they said that when it comes into land, you must be out with a certain radius, or has it mm-hmm. got? sensors on it that says oh i can't land or somebody there and all that yeah, kind of good they stuff we'd have thought they've thought about that and it must have sensors and stuff to get their license probably it must have all mm-hmm. that i mean same day delivery is the is probably going to be the thing in 2017 because uh argos i did i was really surprised i needed a new printer urgently and argos do same day delivery it was it was four o'clock in the afternoon they would still wow. deliver the same day wow as long as you're within like i think it was uh, 40 miles of the nearest argos store or something like that so it's that is impressive ridiculous yeah, uh, and that's really good. Got my printer the same day. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll see more and more of that in 2017 because things like Amazon have got their logistics network now, um, which effectively, uh, I guess, a, a brigade of van drivers, which I think they're all self-employed, but they, you know, they have their set patches. They're set and running now. Um, I think we'll see in 2017 just some i don't know how it's going to do it so maybe some sort of mesh delivery network instead of having this idea of the the massive central hub if a package can be you know if they can chain these little white end men down the, down the thing who knows maybe that can be all done in a day and the way you described it as a mesh network is, is pretty good because if you think mm-hmm. about amazon lockers and all these other options at, yep. at shops etc it's taking it away from here's the 100 distribution hubs we've got you've actually got you know Every every delivery man is a distribution hub. It's almost like a you know yeah. a, the internet where it just you know you pass on an IP address basically to one from one node to another, and it can hop around any route. And maybe you know maybe the one package that does go weirdly awry is is worth the the effort because the rest of them are going to arrive in super. Certainly, Prime Now is it looks like it's a guy in a car just goes to the Amazon warehouse, picks up parcels, and then delivers them. Yeah, but uh, I mean. It is the ultimate in um, probably is not the best resort use of resources that we have in this world, um, but nevertheless, it's still pretty. Um, I, th- I think it's going to be a thing. <laughs> I think it's going to be a thing. Um, Evernote uh, went down a route and backtracked. Uh, basically, they updated their privacy um, policy to just basically because they've got a lot of machine learning which sort of reads through your notes, but they they wanted to put privacy policy in that allowed human person to review that machine learning and check that it is all uh, accurate <clears throat> but that meant basically they had to have their their notes open to human beings and therefore you know getting around encryption and all that kind of nice stuff and uh, people were a bit perturbed by it so they did backtrack and they said right we won't do it then um, yes and they backtracked I wondered, very I, quickly i just wondered whether this was um uh, Evernote's way of getting around end-to-end encryption and giving, um, the, you know, the the agencies that want access access to people things like Evernote. This was a sneaky way around getting that done without overtly saying we're giving access to, you know, uh, whoever wants the the data. Yes, um, I, it's, it's maybe I'm to, reading too much into that. Well, it's it's hard to know, but I mean, when I read it, my first reaction was, "Thank goodness I've left," because. I'm not saying there was anything particularly secret in it, but lots of people have, you know, whether it's whether they put passwords in it or not, it is, and it's right or wrong, but they have financial data in it. 
They yeah. even have like, you know, CVs, journaling information. Oh, there's all sorts of that. Whatever, you know, it's personal to you and it should only be you that should see it. That and it also proves it. that they haven't got end-to-end encryption because otherwise they yeah. wouldn't be able to do it. I guess we, you could say end-to-end, they're one of the ends, but nevertheless, you'd expect that it, the end is you and everything else is encrypted, basically. Yeah, so there was a fairly there was a fairly widespread backlash to this, mm. you know. And, oh, there and always just, is on the internet, but this is probably a reasonable one. Yeah, and um, so within a couple of days, it was like, stop the bus, we've, we've changed the policy, and um, we'll revisit the existing policy, make it a lot more clearer, no employees will be reading note content unless users opt in. So they've done it the right way around as well. Instead of saying, well, we'll make it that you can opt out, they've actually said... Yeah. No, the right way. As it, yeah. we've said that we've been saying this for the however many blooming years we've been doing this podcast, years and years and years. All you have to do is, if you're releasing a new service, make it opt in. Yeah. Um, it, every, everything goes much more comfortable, you know, basically. Uh, as much as probably they would say, actually, that we get a little bit of backlash from opting everyone in automatically, but actually, we get big take up of the product and therefore. Shut up, Chris. You know nothing. Um, and why do we worry about all this data? Well, mm-hmm. we worry about all this data because companies like Yahoo have uh, leaked it like a sieve. Um, I say that's a bit that's a bit overstated, but <laughs> they have managed to lose a billion uh, accounts. Um, which, one billion. One billion. I, 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 we spoke about this when when it first got announced, and this this is very unlikely to ever be repeated again because there are very few companies in the world that actually have a billion accounts like facebook and google and yahoo are probably the only three microsoft maybe that have got a billion users on their accounts to actually have them have them hacked anyway yahoo has managed to leak them um all sorts of stuff but um, they're saying again no payment information but there were encrypted and unencrypted passwords involved um again if you're using the same password on yahoo as you are everywhere else you're probably the horse has already bolted because this was a number of years back or was it last year i can't remember now this was 2013 so there you go so well so and truly a, bolted there's, there's a and there's a huge kind of so verizon was just about to buy yahoo um, and when the last hack details came out, there was a lot of, you know, did Marissa know, did the board know, did they keep it quiet? Mm. And the, the, the word was that Verizon were looking for some, you know, some sort of discount based on the previous hack. So what, I mean, what are they looking for now? Or will they back <laughs> away? Um, and, and again, there's all, there's a whole lot of things about, you know, well, you know, when all this stuff back in September was getting talked around with the 500 million hack, did you, were you sitting on this? So the the um and it's, it's basically ugly. they were presented with a set of uh, data from this a billion download that I think someone in the police had sort of got hold of and asked is this your data and initially they were like I'm not sure and then eventually they said yes that's our data so you, who knows whether they were sitting on it or not uh, you would have thought it would be something they'd sit on potentially uh, that's pretty catastrophic but. Um, I wonder whether they will get fined because we have seen companies in the UK be fined. But to be fair, I don't know how you scale that up to a billion. You know, talk talk with using maybe was it a million? I can't even remember. Yeah. Is it like maybe not even that? But this is this is what happens when these numbers get so big. You forget whether you came from with talk talk fined for maybe a half a million. I don't, I can't remember. But they got a big fine. So what about Yahoo? I mean, scale that up, and that's pretty crippling. Um, and and the thing the thing as well is a lot of people probably don't 
realise that so your who powered BT and Sky email mm. accounts. So if you had a BT or Sky email account, then you were a Yahoo customer. And that's why lots of people are saying how they got to a billion, but they actually did lots of deals with other companies yep. and kind of front ended or back ended their you know, their mail systems. So you've there's a good chance that you've if you're in the UK, you've probably been a, a Yahoo user without realising. I never was until they bought Flickr. Mm. The buggers. Facebook is downranking fake news um, by the, with help from outside uh, fact checkers. So the kind of sites they're using are snopesfactcheck.org. The kind of sites you go to if you read something on Facebook and you want to know whether that's complete baloney, which normally it is. Um, and they've worked out an algorithm whereby the most popular fake news or the, the most popular news that looks like it might be fake is fact-checked um by these outside agencies but it only sends the most popular stuff they because they don't think that that these uh, organizations could cope with the uh, the volume if they sh- if they sent every single post that potentially could have been uh, a bit of fake news so fake news was a thing you know people in russia making an awful lot of money out of um fake news and the speculation is that it did influence heavily the the, the results of the um, potentially Brexit, but also the American presidency. So, um, yeah, fake news is a thing. Facebook are re- responding to it, and it, they seem to have responded in a what seems like a measured and sensible way. Yes. Um, interestingly, a lot of the right-wing kind of, uh, I was going to say people, but websites and a lot of the white right-wing press are now saying Snopes is a left-wing organisation and shouldn't be trusted. And, oh, there's all good. Yeah, of course, and, there's going to be those backlashes, and, yeah. and and it's not what what a lot of people are now saying is this isn't fake news, but it's news aligned to your beliefs. Mm. Hence, it's not fake. And it's like, well, there's there's fake, and there's and there's and there's and there's twists in a story. There's, to, st- there's to stuff make... made completely up, and that yeah, it, yeah, again, there's a bit like with all the other censorship and stuff that we talk about. There's going to be a line, and it's going to be really wibbly because some things are going to feel, you know. And there was always a way in yeah. Facebook to report a page, but it was hidden. You had to go into all these menus yeah. and go and find it, and it was never obvious. Nobody's going to do it. And what what, uh, what I believe is going to happen with this is it actually surfaces up to your top menu, so you can right. almost right click and and say. I'm flagging this as fake, and if enough people do that, then it then triggers on to say, right, this looks to be fake news. I have to say, I I wouldn't say a regular. I I fairly often check when it, when I see a story that's been posted, even when, even sometimes these really good news stories, I'll sometimes mm. go and properly dig into it, yeah, just to see where these things come from. And it's more so the videos because a lot of the videos you just, you just don't believe. No, they're just guff. nearly all of them are absolute baloney or absolute yeah. rubbish the, the or the the stats or figures in them are just completely made up and it's it's frustrating to see you know because people because people don't check it they don't think oh i want to check that they just they want to read it or they just want to take on board or it just aligns like as we've said with the, these kind of bubbles that get created it aligns with what they think anyway so it just reinforces their they're kind of they're, one of the easiest ways that i read and it was damn clever because google do that image um you can search an image you can use mm-hmm. an image to use as a search yeah um so uh, remember there's all the stories about immigrants coming in and they were all yeah. like you know the age and stuff and then and they were seen obviously we've seen some horrible events yesterday in germany but there were already there was already like fake news stories about that 
you take the image and do a Google search for it and you find it's two years old and it's four years old and it's from this other story. Oh, I mean, don't but get me don't get story. me wrong. The, the internet's not alone in this. The newspapers no. have done it for years. You know, um, famously, the, the number of times that the, uh, you know a mugshot gets posted, which has got absolutely nothing to do with the story. And it's just a picture of, you know, an anonymous black man or whatever just next to a story just to make it, you know, he's got nothing to do with this. <laughs> you know? no. And it, it's just... I mean, say, internet is not alone in this. It's just the freedom of the internet means that it's easy to go and do these things, whereas in the newspaper world, you have to you know, get a readership, which is harder. And I guess face, it's difficult It's difficult for Google, difficult for Facebook. There's a fine line. I think the challenge is they make money from these things. Yes, So Google, do. The Guardian have really been chasing Google hard for the last three weeks about the, you know, if you do a search for, you know, if you search for, you know, I don't know, something about a black man, something about a Jewish man. And and the first post is all about how, you know, Holocaust didn't happen. So it's mm. all Holocaust denial stuff. And there's been a real debate about, you know, Google, you should be fixing this. And in America, they fixed it by basically removing that 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 auto-complete return. Mm-hmm. But in the UK website, it still worked. Um, and the Guardian was saying, you should be doing more. And Google was saying, well, it's not as easy as you think. You know, we want to, because what, what it seemed to be is their algorithms are getting gamed right now, mostly right. by right wing, mostly by, you know, race groups that are saying, hold on, we can do, you know, thousands of links and that will force us to the top link. You know, mm-hmm. so Google's algorithm will just say, here's the, the best answer for this question you're asking. And what, 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 was a bit, what was a bit of a shocker, really, when I read it on Sunday was that the Observer, um, uh, journalists had basically paid for an advert and that removed it from the top and put her post that she wanted to at the top of it. So it was like, so for 200 quid a day, she was able to remove that. Right. So Google are now saying, yeah, isn't it as straightforward as, as you think, but that's that that's something that you work on because you shouldn't be able to pay that little money and and, and put something so blatantly wrong at the top of the top mm. of a search result. So it's hard. It's not yes. Easy. Facebook Messenger. You can now video chat up to 50, pe- 50 people. It's kind of a theme. Uh, There's a theme in the next few posts. Yeah, it's taken, it's taken a while, but that you can now do that within Facebook. And 50 people is pretty impressive technology, I'd say. It is. Can, if it do works. You remember, do, do you remember Skype when we were paying for it at the start? And then, and then we refused to pay, and then Hangouts came out, and it was like, wow, this is the future. So we still use um, Skype within our work, but it's, you know, it's notoriously buggy and horrible. <laughs> and it quite bad on the mac the implementation and the usability is pretty poor um now there's many many options so facebook is is one but also um we're going to come on to it so i might as well just move Mm -hmm. it up here so slack has also come out and done it this week and that for us is more interesting because we do use that as an organization and it was super slick as 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 someone said probably the more that's a slack service is used and the more it ramps up maybe that's also going to be buggy as hell maybe skype's a victim of its own success potentially but um nevertheless video chatting seems to be a thing Um, yeah absolutely and um you're right i probably should have had it the other way around so so slack and facebook adding these things in are definite competitors to to Skype more so than you know, what you would call it FaceTime. FaceTime's mm. always more a kind of personal thing, whereas yes. and Facebook Messenger's probably the same. There's a there's a kind of an app. I'm trying to remember, trying to remember the app now that this is competing against. Um, that's got a lot of a lot of press in America. I don't know, but um, WhatsApp will be next, won't it? Because House Party, have... House so, Party, never heard of it. 
Yeah, so it's from the people that did Meerkat, and it's a really easy way to do basically group messaging. So you mm. can have like eight, ten, fifteen people just just um, group videoing. Okay. And um, it's it's become very popular. So again, Facebook are just seen it as a oh, there's a startup that's getting traction. Kill it. <laughs> Slam it. Copy it. Kill it. Twitter is letting you do live video broadcasting from its mobile apps now. So this is this is how they bought Periscope a while back. This is now the integration going into your mobile app, so as easy as pressing go live, effectively. A bit like the Facebook idea. So again, this is just everyone keeping up with everyone. Uh, Twitter now does that. It's just amazing what you get for free on a platform that you don't pay for that you used to be thinking, home. if I wanted uh, to do this, this is going to cost so much money. I still remember back to the day that seeing a small, tiny black and white video playing inside a window with no sound on a desktop PC was like, oh my God god that's just this is this is like a new world and you think what we have nowadays it's just ridiculous i still remember buying a cd-rom for the first time in windows 95 and putting in carta in and seeing <laughs> yeah. these multimedia multimedia videos it was like wow i remember the first time i had an audio cd it's like <laughs> I, I got to the end of it it's how do you rewind it genuinely and and also like in in class when they were skipping through tracks it's like that's, how are they doing that is that how is that voodoo magic that's why i remember skip oh that, next track what the hell none of this fast does, forward it. and then that, how the hell oh, does that work remember always used to be fast forward and rewind to try and get to get to get where you start. wanted to get to yeah. it's like blew my mind as in oh is it just rewinding this disc <laughs> it's weird <laughs> weird how things move on um slack can we've done slack <laughs> super mario run so basically uh nintendo came out with their first mobile um game i have not played it you have i have and i've completed it wow okay Which it's is... an infinite runner right yeah so when i say completed it, i mean i've unlocked all the stages mm-hmm. so um it's it's an infinite runner it's um eight pounds the first three levels are free and uh, but if you want to do the boss on the first three levels it's like give me eight pounds right okay um, so you can you can taste the game but you can't do anything of substance yes. um and the initial impressions are pretty bad it's a horrible menu system on it horrible like pick your country you think you do some sort of geolocation or present a nice drop but it's like scroll through this list of big button <laughs> nintendo type graphics scroll and it was scroll scroll oh this is horrible and some of the other bits like when it goes wrong some of the menus it puts up feel like like Nintendo 64 menus. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Um, the actual game itself is spot on. Um, fun little game. Um, and so basically you can you complete a level, you move to the next level. But once you've done that, you you then get a challenge to then go and capture all the, I think it's the green coins. And then once you've done okay. those five, it then says, oh, well, here's now purple ones. And, and this also... is an infinite runner. So is the only action to jump or is there other actions? Uh, yeah, you can jump and spin. You can jump, so you can jump and you can spin and you can reverse directions with arrows and okay so it's right okay so it's not just a left to right run that you've got to Uh, pretty much no it pretty much is but sometimes sometimes you can change directions Mm -hmm. and you can wall jump and it's uh, weirdly more like sonic but but um uh, the controversy it needs to be online to play so you're in the underground you're in a plane no play for you okay um and, and there's a couple other different modes. So there's that kind of, you know, go and rescue the princess by unlocking all these these modes. Uh, sorry, all these levels. Um, there's a, you can you can do a versus other people. So you're basically playing their ghost. 
Um, and whoever gets the most coins then gets toads of a certain color. And once you've got enough toads of a certain color, you can go to the shop and buy um, houses for your world and build up your world. Uh, that all feels a bit weak. Sure, but it's, I guess it's just fleshing out what is just a basic it is. thing. It um, is. And I guess if you think that they would have put this game, a similar game out onto their, you know, their platform and, and probably charged 30 quid for it, I guess they've cut back a little bit on how they might. There's only, there's only, I mean, there's only six worlds right, okay. as three levels each, and there's a lot of repetition in the bosses <clears throat> as well. Okay, so they're dipping their toe in, but they've had 37 million downloads I mean, in three I, days. I, I guess it's maybe you could maybe say it's typical Mario, but three, so three of the bosses you just need to jump in their head three times in a day, and right. it's the same boss, so there's no different animation. Another one is just Bowser standing there. And you just jump over them, and if you jump over them, you just hit an axe and it kills them. Mm. Uh, it, there's there's not a lot of challenge there. Still, um, they've made a lot of money out of it, and maybe after having dipped their toe, now they realise that yes, we can make an awful lot of cash. Yep. This mate, we. So thirty-seven million downloads in three days and fourteen million dollars in revenue. It was also um, a very it's very polarised. Lots of five stars and one stars. Oh, okay, that's because. Yeah, there always will be. It's the and, internet. And, yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, they've already committed. There's no more levels coming. We'll, we'll do other things in the shop that you need coins for. I, I wonder whether it was a very, very cheap development for them and they literally just said, let's, you know, let's just use our IP, make a fairly reasonable game, but don't, don't put any particular effort to it. See what happens. And they've probably made the easiest 14 million that they've ever made. And they were never going to do something unique. I don't think they were ever going to do something they that, 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 because they need the, at, at the end of the day they sell hardware. Yeah. So they're not going to say have our best game on a different platform. Um, well, not it, yet. No, not yet. And even if I mean for all for all we know, the whole point of this is to get everybody talking about Nintendo again for mm. Switch coming out. Yeah. You know, so this is is this just another just a sales tool maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So it was it was fine, but pretty shallow unless you're a completionist. A completionist. See if yes. you are. There's actually a lot of challenge in there because some of the coins are really difficult to get to, um, and you can you've got friends on there, and again, the friend system is terrible because it's done its own. So you get a, a code that you need to share with people. Right. It's typical Nintendo. It's mm-hmm. like this is this has been solved by everybody else but mm. Nintendo. Um, so again, you can see like who's got the most coins and all that kind of stuff. But but it's fine. You know there I mean? you go, and you can play the first three running bits for free. So I might go and spark up the iPad and see whether I want to do that. Um, there you go. You've got a couple of picks for us before we call I, this year to a close. Yes. Um, so one is is on a, on the webs that everybody can take part. If you go to um, a website called Radio Garden, I don't know if you've seen this. No. You go to Radio Garden and it shows you a map of the world. Mm-hmm. And as you scroll around, it just shows you radio stations playing live in those bits of the world. Mm. Um, okay. And it's um, it's just interesting to see and hear what's going on all over the world. Wow, there's loads of them as well. Oh, there's hundreds, thousands. Wow. Wow. I, we better not play that, otherwise we get copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so it's a, it's a, it's something you can lose yourself in for ten minutes. Yeah, that looks as, you, as, as you realise what's what's going on, it's really quick as well. Does it have the main um, radio stations, or is it all just random small local ones? Um, bit of both. So you, uh, mm. some of the BBCs were in there as well. Um, okay. Some of it's the clever. virgins and absolutes were kicking around as well. So it's um, clever it's, mashup. Yeah, well it's really well done. Really mm-hmm. well done. Um, speaking of really, my other pick is for iOS only. It's really bad chess. <laughs> that sounds awesome. 
So, it, and I think I had a pick as a chess game before, and you, you were like, "You, because <laughs> you, really, you said it was multiplayer, and it was." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You really ripped me for it. So, really bad chess is um, this is chess with totally random pieces. So basically, oh, wow, you start okay. off the game, and it will be like you might have you know four bishops, uh-huh. and okay. um, and and you get daily challenges and weekly challenges. It kind of teaches you how to play the game. But it's also it's actually really nice. It kind of reinvigorates chess, which is known and loved by lots yeah. of people. But also, I guess for a lot of people like me, a little bit stale because I'm sure the purists are like, "What the hell?" <laughs> it's just a fun little game to dip into. Yeah, you get yeah. challenges, and um, sometimes it's just like, "Geez, I've got." I've got no pawns. So the <laughs> graphics that I'm looking at there, the reallybadchess.com, I'm on their site now. Do you re- I, I'm not imagining this. Chess used to be on TV, didn't it? Used to, they used <laughs> to have like two moves and then yeah. it, that was it. It was late night and it would just suddenly show two moves of chess and you were supposed to then move those pieces on your boards that you were following along with and work out what you wanted to do next. I, I'm not imagining that, am I? That did happen. Uh, these graphics that I can see on here look just like the graphics that I remember from way back then. I'm trying to just find it. Because yeah. I, I kind of remember it as well. Yeah, but um, how weird. It, just, it must have been part of another show or something. That it just had this thing where you had a chess move. And the, I don't know, there you weird. go. The Master Game was a BBC production of televised chess tournaments. Oh, no, I, this is too early for us. 76 to 83. So that's not I remember, no, I remember they used to show chess tournaments as well, but this one was a specific thing where they just had like this random move every now and again. Anyway. But it was repeated <laughs> because they've got, they've got a... I do remember what you're on about as well. Yeah, it's weird. I, I don't know why. It must have been part of something or must have been just before the cartoons came on or something like that. that that's why I remember it. But um, yeah, there you I, go. I remember it from... I'm yeah. sure it was like a BBC Two. Yeah, something. It must have been. It couldn't have been anywhere else. There were only four channels. In fact, there were only three when I was born. And there must have only been like two when you were born. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyway, yes. Really bad chess. Okay, there you go. If you're interested in chess, or even if you're not, go to reallybadchess.com and go download your iOS device. It's, it's iOS only. iOS only. There you go. Fine. Okay. That really is it for 2016. It's been a shite year hasn't it basically for many many things but tech hasn't been too bad we've you know we've had some good stuff out of it we've had vr out of it and we've had lots of other bits of bobs um so let's hope 2017 is a little bit more uh, calm on all other fronts i fear it might not be but we can live in hope so thank you very much for sticking with us all this time uh hopefully you'll continue listening in the new year uh, as ever in the meantime digitaloutbox.com is our website info at digitaloutbox.com is our email address and twitter is dig- digital outbox uh ian where can we find you if we want to in the meantime blog is ind.net where i should hopefully over the coming week put up some thoughts on airpods and my twitter is Shweepat. and my twitter is cheesy uk when i can be bothered to tweet and my blog is academyracer.co.uk and hopefully i'll be making some updates on that over the uh, break uh, anyway thank you very much speak to you in the new year goodbye Ta-da. There you go. Lovely. Definitely done this time.
definitely done. I'm going to look up chess now. It is Tuesday, 20th of December, 2006, not 617. You've written 2017 in there. <laughs> <laughs> 